Hey folks, welcome to the latest edition of Serverless Crack with myself, Dave Anderson, um, author and contributor for Serverless Aids and uh, Technical Fellow Bazaar Voice. Uh, Mark McCann, architect at Global Association Partners and author and contributor to Serverless Edge. Hello, Michael O'Reilly, architect with Globalization Partners and contributor with Serverless Edge. Today we figured we just uh, just back from the DevOps Enterprise Summit organized by IT Revolution with Gene Kim and crew. Um, so we had a great week over there with uh, sort of the was book launch, I suppose. It was um, like a brilliant, it's always a brilliant conference. We talked about that last time. Um, super excited to go beforehand, but um, it, it's, it's again, didn't disappoint. Brilliant to see everyone in real life. I think there was about a thousand people at it and it was um, wow. super stuff. Um, you two couldn't make it like, but did you, did you enjoy watching some of the scenes of Linux and stuff? Yeah, it was, it was great seeing seeing the seeing the buzz and seeing the you know the some of the content coming out of it, and also you know seeing seeing the the pictures of you getting getting handed the first copy of the book. It's kind of uh, made it very real, very quickly, right? Yeah, very jealous. You know, sorry I couldn't get out, but yeah, really, really good. Um, I wasn't expecting that. So, <laughs> um, it was on the first morning. I kind of went over to IT Revolution stand. They just say hello, and they were like, "Here's your book," and I was like, "Oh, oh, right." <laughs> so it was funny, but um, I think I was in shock for the whole of the first day because they had this shelf with all IT Revolution books in chronological order, like DevOps, you know, uh, Enterprise Handbook, Accelerate, Team Topologies, all the Mark Schwartz books. Um, Dominica Grand is um, just loads of them. Like I'm forgetting a whole bunch, but a Unicorn Project, Phoenix Project. So it just it was mad to see the book sitting with all those. Like so, um, I'm still in shock to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's well deserved after a, a long hard slog of uh, <laughs> writing and curating and editing and all that all that goes into it, right? Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Like I say, big. Uh, uh, Team, team, a team win, but it was it was nice to see the real thing. So, um, well, let me ask you: this. Did you see anyone else with the book? I think I think it'd be really surreal. You know, like it's okay you getting handed it, but watching someone else read it, I think that'd be the more the more terrifying bit. <laughs> it'd be strange watching people walk up and look at the stand and reach out and lift it, and start kind of flicking through it, like yeah, I feel like Robin saying, "What do you think of that?" <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Yeah. And then they had loads of stickers and stuff, so you started to see a few stickers floating about. So uh, it was weird, very strange, very surreal. There we go. The laptop stickers are great. It's like you, you got to have the swag, right? I know that one might not show up. There you go. Nice small one, yeah. really good. And good look, marks. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. I've already yeah. all my devices. I'm good. I like the bookmarks. So it was great crack. And then it was interesting to see the the, the feedback. I mean, uh, did a couple of things. The first one was... um call them learning sprints it's a wee bit like open space where you have like a breakout and mm. it was like an hour and i think there was five authors doing learning sprints all at the same time so yes. who could pick which one to go into so did like an hour on did it twice did an hour on kind of creating a cloud strategy with worldly mapping which i thought was interesting yeah. so it was um and we used i used uh, ben mosur's um worldly map canvas which we talk about a lot from yeah. um learnworldlymaps.com and um, it was just great taking people through that. Like you know, we've been through yeah. so Canvas loads of times. Was it a digital thing, or did you have to draw it up on a whiteboard, or what way did you have to, did you run it? 
Oh, I just printed out a printed out a load. I, did, I printed them out on A four and A three, so a normal size and a big one. Okay, good. And I had a load of sharpies as well, so just let people scribble, and I just facilitate on a flip chart. But um, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. the hard thing about those is always like, who's the customer and what do they need. Yeah. But kind of almost pushed people along through those steps, and then wanted to spend time doing actual mapping. Yeah, I think once people start connecting some of the elements of the value chain and start to see. Oh, well, well, why is it over there? Why is it not over there? Then you're into a nice conversation, right? And I think it's just, once they get beyond the, the, the terminology and the, you know, the, the notation yeah. and the syntax, they're like, oh, right. And now they're starting asking interesting, challenging questions. And I think it's just, that, that canvas is a great way of just getting people started and thinking. And very, very quickly, they start gaining insights and start seeing things that they maybe not have seen if they hadn't done it you know, using the, the canvas or using the map. Yeah, and all the wee tips, you know, when people are all like, kind of, um, oh, is this exactly the customer? What do you mean by the actual customer? And how many needs? People get very sort of yeah. micro at the start, and you say, just pick one and keep keep moving. Nice. So you can push them through, because you can always add more later. So getting people to almost move quickly and giving people a couple of stairs, but it was there's almost the first 20 minutes is like complete confusion. Like, what are we doing here? And then once you draw the map out, People are like, ah, right. And then when you start to plot movement and inertia, that's when people start getting really excited. Yeah. And they, they it, it comes crystal clear, which is funny. What is it? What's it Wordly always says? Like it's um people, even if you're talking to someone in Swiggy you can still have a conversation with them around a around a map. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, with those those workshops as well, let me ask you this. I mean, did you get anybody that had a Eureka moment? You know, like sometimes you get in those those workshops when you're going through it, it just clicks for people. You know, and then you can see they just had that eureka moment. They get it. I think it really back to thinking in a non-mapping way. You don't, you don't know, but there was um, I had a value chain done it, and it's um, and we talked about moving st some stuff over to the right, creating space for innovation. And I sort of says, what, what might your innovation be? Like, say you want to do something in ML, right. like as an innovative thing, and you decide to bring us some ML capability. And I would say, you know, you have to decide is your ML capability over in custom or do you want to try and bring in the product? And I and I sort of said, it could be in custom if your engineers decide that they don't want to use like um, something like SageMaker. They want to build their own thing. I spent two years building their own ML platform. And is that all completely, you may not be able to bring in SageMaker unless you get your cloud ops done. And one guy started killing himself laughing. He says, I just spent the last month trying to talk a team out of rewriting SageMaker. <laughs> I was like, what kind of company are you? And he's like, we're not a cloud company. <laughs> You know, so it, it, the stuff was resonating everywhere about the inertia points and the movement and even the order you try and do things. So it was um, good validation. Good. Yeah. 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 And then just the, the the whole thing about if you've got a, I got a board member at the top, what, what does the board member care about? And what's the things that enable that that are weighed on the bottom of the map? You know what I mean? And it's that kind of where's the value line? It's It's all important. And as we well know, knowing what's the stuff you need to explain to the executive leadership and what's the stuff that's important that you don't really need to explain the nuts and bolts of cloud ops, but it's needed, you know, so just making all those connections. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's good, crack. Um, and then I did the, the talk on the Wednesday, which was good. And I hemmed and hawed about the talk and that they're all up now on um, um, the GitHub. I think it's GitHub. Uh, dot com slash dev ops enterprise slash uh, uh, 2022 dash Las Vegas. 
So all the, all the slides are there. They're all those are really good PDFs. But I hemmed and hawed on the talk because I wanted to do something different. So I decided to just say uh, creating the value flywheel effect. Almost how did we come to this stuff? So I, I did a wee bit of intro on the book and then told the story through maps. We bit like the map camp talk. Yep. And the, the funny thing that, that, that people tend to like about that was what I started with one of the drawings that one of us had done on the wall. We'll go back maybe five, six years. So a scribbly, messy drawing with a map and then showing the map in the book, almost showing the evolution of the map from our kind of garbled madness drawn yep. on the wall from actually a thing we did in the book. So it was it was a nice mechanism to tell the story, actually. Yeah, and it's, it's great. People think this stuff comes out fully formed. It never does. Yeah. Lots and no. lots of iterations, lots of challenge, right? We always challenge each other and we always re revisit and rub stuff off and then draw it again. And you know, as we validated certain things, we would always go back to it. So, and, and we talk about that a lot, you know, creating an environment that invites challenge. Like we were like, we're not perfect. Let's give it a go. Have a bass reaction and stick it on the wall and see see what resonates, see what sticks, see what what feedback you get, and then just keep iterating. I think that's the that's it's not the map. It's the communication, isn't it? It's the it's the interactions, you know. And they're always what you always say. They're always wrong, you know. And like you know, people will will go out of their way sometimes to create like the perfect map, but then you kind of go, no, it's not that not the point, <laughs> you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing was as well that like we, we don't have a, a huge amount of photographs of those maps because they, they were never that important. No. You drew the map, you scribbled something up, but then you came away with the, the output, the outcome, yeah. you know, and the map how you, is how you got there. Like we, we, I, we don't have a lot of photographs, a few photographs, but don't have loads. There, I think there's loads of really important maps we never took photographs of. No, no, we didn't. We didn't have the evidence. I think that we then turned it into PowerPoint slides or you know, workshops or so, something else. There was an artifact that came out of it, but the, the map was like, yeah, we'll just throw it away. We'll just... It was rarely a map. Yeah, we and we very rarely we did like a real tidy map. We usually yeah. would like, yeah, the output was a workshop or something exactly. So it was funny. Well, that's it. I mean, we, how many times have we then, you know, we, we've worked on maps and it's not the maps that we communicate. It's the actual outcomes. It's the outcomes of the conversations. You know, it's, it's um it's such a good way of just having a complex you know like taking a complex subject having a good conversation around it and then arriving at an outcome or a, a, a set of next best actions you know um so that's, yeah. that's awesome so that's good that that resonated with people actually so um yeah and that, that's the thing that i think is nice about some of stuff is that you say that yeah the maps don't really matter it's the mapping activity the yeah. conversation is the important thing so it was like a broken record saying that yeah. um so that, the, the the middle day though I think it was the Wednesday it was crazy. It did like the, the the talk, the learning sprint, and then I watched a bunch of lightning talks and then there was uh the book signing. The book signing was mad because they had a they had a big sort of um main theater and they did a, they had a laid out, you know, um food and stuff, like just like small plates, and then did like ten lightning talks, which were great crack, just be short five minute lightning talks. And then they had the book signing straight after. So there was like I think there was four different book signings. So of course you're like, God, oh, I hope, hope two or three people queue up like, because I don't want to be standing here on my own looking yeah. like an idiot. Yeah. But there was a huge queue and I was standing there for two hours signing books. So I think there must be like 200 books handed out. It was mental. Really? Uh, but people were really nice. They were really excited about it and, and lots of other speakers queuing up as well. So that was that was cool. And um, School of Boyer made me, made me signature too complicated and then I regretted it. And the... Um, uh, Propello were were sponsoring the the book, and they were the, the guys were brilliant. I was chatting with those guys. They were they were they were great. 
and they kept looking, going, "This queue's really long. What are we going to do?" <laughs> <laughs> I think you think you added a little 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 mapping touch to the to, to each of the books, right? That's right. I scrolled the map out as part of the signature. Okay. I thought it'd be cool. That's brilliant. That's very really good. And so now, now the book is in the wild with you know, two hundred plus people, right? So now, now we're starting to get uh, some feedback uh, from some people who weren't maybe some of the early previewers or the early uh, people who were in the inside track, I guess. And it was fantastic to see. Was it the Dominica de Grandis um, comments on yeah. LinkedIn? It's coming through. Do you want, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, Dominica was brilliant. She wrote the book uh, "Making Work Visible," which is which is a brilliant book. All about kind of um, visualizing flow and stuff, making work. Um, so um, she had done a couple of posts about it, and and the funny thing to me that that, that she said is um, she she popped one of the maps up in a LinkedIn. Maybe we can pop a link in, but um, it's called uh, "Mapping Psychological Safety." Was the name of the post on her blog, dominicadegrandis.com or dedegrandis.com. Sorry, and. Um, it's just a funny thing. She's it never occurred to me to map psychological safety, so that I, I thought that was insightful. But I think we like we we would map stuff like that all the time. Just map weird stuff. There, there, there's never any boundaries to what you map. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I think that was that was interesting, and then especially the importance of psychological safety because that was that's usually the um, the base, the foundation of the map. Yeah. Those things like mapping or safety or challenge or those things that are actually quite hard to see, but absolutely like the most important thing for everything that comes above it. And almost the thing at the very top, which is the need, is usually like the least important because that's the almost like the end product. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a very interesting comment. Yeah, and I think she made a comment about you know, why is psychological safety almost in commodity? And we were like, oh, well, you kind of should be should be table stakes, it should be what all companies should have, but then the sub the the lower components were were more in the left right trust you know building yeah. that environment right it's that safe to fail environment uh, was that's was... it commodity doesn't mean it's bad it just means yeah it's table stakes yeah. means yeah. it's more important well it is as you say it's built into the flywheel itself isn't it that that, yeah. that that you know you want an environment under which it's safe to challenge yeah and, and uh, you know having safety to challenge requires the psychological safety and then you gotta look at that so. I mean that's yeah. that's cool that it's actually resonating with people and they're starting to, you know, um, zero in on that sort of thing. So that's that's really positive. Have you have you get over the internal fear of, oh, I hope it's not terrible. What are they gonna say? <laughs> no, <laughs> just because one or two people read it quickly doesn't mean anything. Like so, I'll I'll, I'll keep I'll keep being a a, a paranoid for another while yet. <laughs> that's all. So it's a great event now, but uh, brilliant to see. So I definitely would look up the, I think they have the, like I said, the slides up on um, GitHub at DevOps Enterprise uh, 2022 Las Vegas. And then all the videos are up on videos.itrevolution.com. You might have to register for that, but if you do, it's 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 free and they don't annoy you. So it's, it's well worth uh, registering to see the videos. There's some incredible videos there. Uh, Jason Cox from Disney was brilliant. He did an SRE talk. And uh, Jonathan Smart is always brilliant. Loads of incredible talks. There's too many to call it. Like they're brilliant. Yeah. Very good. Um, so that's the crack. Um, there we are. So give us a wee um, look us up now on uh, the serverlessedge.com uh, for the blog and at Twitter at serverlessedge and I'll be looking on YouTube as well. Thanks very much. Thanks everybody. Bye everyone.